0: Thank you for joining us for the Word and Spirit Podcast. Let me remind you to check out the RGM website for news, updates, and free downloads. Now, let's go to Rev. Randall Greer. And I got so sick, I was afraid that I would not die. In fact, I started trying to get right with God in the back seat. I said, God, if you'll bring me out of this, I'll never do it again. Till the next day, but anyway, I, I'll never do it again. You know how all of us have been there. I'll never do it again. So my head's a spinning, and so that introduced me to alcohol, and then that kind of we kind of eased on into that, you know, lying to my parents and you know cheating and stuff. And then the next thing you know, I was introduced to to what they call marijuana or a pot back in those days. I don't know what all the names they got for it today. And then that led to other things. And the next thing you know, I'm a full-blown alcoholic and drug addict. And that's all I live my life for is to get drunk and high. Well, as I was doing this, then uh, what happened is one day I got all hopped up on these high-powered drugs. And my friend Randy, again, had this high-powered 67, no, it was a 77 Nova And this thing had this high-powered 396 engine with Edelbrock carburetors on it, Edelbrock uh, manifold, with two four-barrel carburetors, four in the floor, running open headers. And this thing was almost, it was a semi-race car. And I said, Randy, I want to borrow your car to go down through there. I had one, but I wanted to borrow his to go down the street. And so I was uh, kind of, my head was spinning again. And so when I left out, you know, I took off like a race car, like I was going to quarter mile. And the next thing you know, the police authorities, uh, I passed them uh, going too fast. They call them speed limit signs. And I'm running open headers, so it sounds like a tank, you know, going down the highway too. And so they whirled around in the road and fell in behind me, so I took off and I started running because I had marijuana on me back in those days if you had marijuana I didn't have but just two or three what they call joints in that day size of a cigarette two or three but they'd put you in jail for those things so I was trying to get rid of any pills I had and alcohol and I'm running and I, this car had run up to about hundred and forty and that's about it because of the way the rear end and all that was fixed and so I'm going down through there flying and dipping in and out and they had built this new interstate but they had never completed it to, there in Columbus Georgia it just come to an end suddenly well I knew it come to an end and so there was an exit ramp that you had to take uh, because there's signs saying stop you know dead end the road don't go any further but when I got to the exit ramp uh, I forgot to tell you this I had this girl in the car that I had picked up too and she's sitting in the passenger side and she's screaming let me out because i done scared her, you know, half to death. And, and so when we got to the exit ramp, it was dark and it was sprinkling rain. And so I couldn't see good out of the windshield. The wipers were working, but I still couldn't see good. And so I ran right past that ramp. When you run past the ramp, you have reached the point of no return. I mean, you are going somewhere you don't want to go. And then suddenly, woof, I went off the end of this bank and we supernaturally, I guess, did not turn over and went down to the bottom, slid down in this grass and it stopped for just a split second. That girl bailed out and rolled out on the grass, slammed the door, I took off again. So here we got the county police and we got the city police and they chased me to make a long story longer or shorter. I can do it both ways. They finally caught me because I was going around this hairpin curve in fact it was a curve to your right it was in the subdivision I should have never been there out of my mind it was a sharp right-handed curve I mean real sharp when I went in that curve where this car was kind of lifted up in the back when I went in that curve the back end broke loose and when it did, it just turned all the way around, and I'm trying to bring it all the way around and go forward again. But when I turned it all the way around, here's the police. I he's facing me, and I'm facing him. I'm going backwards, and he's coming forwards. And suddenly, whoof! It hit the side of the road It hit up beside this fence. And they stopped, jumped out, and got the pistols, and they cocked them and pointed them at me and said, "Get out of the car." When they tell you to get out of the car and they got a pistol pointed at you, get out of the car. I just save you the trouble. I got out of the car. And so they arrested me. To make a long story short, I, they did find some marijuana on me. In those days, just for a little bit, you went to prison. And so they gave me a year to serve, which was after attorneys, you know, got some time cut off. A year to serve in what they call the Georgia Chain Gang Road Camp. Anybody ever heard of the Georgia Chain Gangs? Everybody ever heard them balls that you drag with your feet? I was there. I can tell you what it was like. I lived there. I was on the road crew. I was on the chain gang in Georgia. The chain gang. I was on that thing. And so I'm there. And while I'm in there, I wasn't a crook. I was this young punk kid, you know, that thought I knew it all. But there was guys in there with life sentences for murder and robbery. I and remember one guy that slept close to me, he was in there for armed robbery. And he would tell these stories about how he got this and how he got that and how he had this kind of car wine, women, and song. Oh, just a life of Riley would, so to speak. Just got it made because of all these robberies he had done. And I began to listen to him. Yeah, 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 He's trying to convince me to become an armed robber. You know, it dawned on me later. You know, I believe I got an intelligent thinking out of it. I thought, well, if this was supposed to be so glorious, why in the world is he sitting in prison with a life sentence for it? It wasn't as glorious as he made it out to be. But he planted those seeds into my mind. And I got out. I got an early release for good behavior, you know, and all that. And parents and people, knowing people, you know how that goes. And they let me out earlier than I was supposed to get out. I think I'd done about six months on the chain gang, and then they got me out. But it was hard labor. I'll guarantee you that. And uh, so when I got out, I, I, I told him, and I promised the judge... If I, I lived the do-right gospel in that day I don't know if you know what the do-right gospel is But I would tell the judge Judge, you let me go this time And I'll do right And I did till I got out of his sight That's called the do-right gospel You just do right because you got caught For the moment But as soon as you get out of sight of everybody You're going to get messed up, goofed up and Bored you ever been before So here I am and when I got out, everything seemed to be going fine and it went long before I got right back down that same road and through selling drugs and and things because I'd progressed a lot further in that field I was able to buy me a 1972 Corvette you know, and I had pistols, a home, brick home it seemed like I had it all together through these drugs but then I began to get so hooked on the drugs that I was buying and selling that I I was taking more of them and partying more of them than I was selling and I got in debt to the dope man if you don't know what the dope man is bless you help you Lord be with thee and so I realized that the dope man's gonna kill me or I'm gonna kill him so I took my my friend with me my uppie my homie I took him with me goat his nickname was goat you know what Billy goats are Billy goats are some hard-headed creatures and the reason that we called him goat because he was hard-headed and so goat and I went to the dope man's house and he's the one that had the money and he had the dope and so we went in and done things we weren't supposed to and took the money took the took the uh, drugs and done that we got noted for that in the city and so it finally come down that we couldn't find anybody everybody's in hiding because we were just going from one to the other, one to the other. You know, after we'd party up the money and everything, then we'd go to the next dope man because they can't call the police because they'd get, put them in jail too. You know what I mean? Because they, they know they're dopeies already and drunkies. So it all got down to where we didn't have any more money. And then next thing you know, I lost the house. I lost the Corvette. I lost everything I had, and I wound up sleeping in the ditches. That's where I was at. I was like a vagabond on the streets that's where I got to following the devil always seems glorious to begin with but in the end I'll guarantee you it will take you down and take you out it will, I've proven it time after time so in this broken state that I'm in Goat and I got together again and we knew where this place was going to be that had a lot of money and this, it was going to be a lot of cash money just for a short period of time. And then we was going to go and get this money with a car that we had ob- obtained the wrong way. You know what I mean? We stole it. Forgive me. We stole this car. And we took this car. And then we went and we got a motorcycle. Stole it too. And so we took this motorcycle by this place and we parked it away in the woods about six to seven miles from where we was going to commit this armed robbery and a large sum of money was going to be in these cages just for a certain amount of time and we knew there's only going to be so much security and we was going in there following the devil's plan and we was going to get this money and then leave on this getaway car sail down into this swampy wooded area where we had this motorcycle that could go through the woods more of a trail bike than you road bike but a trail bike and we was going to take this trail bike and ride through the woods about 10 or 15 miles hit this major highway and get on this highway and drive for about another 100 miles and then we were going to get a ticket at this airport and we're going to fly down to the islands and we're going to live happily ever after devil's plans never work like you want them to we get the motorcycle we stash it over in the woods I'd only been on this road where we put the motorcycle twice in my life once years ago and this happened in the state of Alabama even though I lived in Georgia the place we was gonna rob and we was robbing other place but this was the big deal I mean this is what we was going to be set for the rest of our life you know supposedly so we put the motorcycle about six miles away. We then scouted out what was going to do. So I'd been on that road twice in my life. We took this getaway car, drove up there. We didn't care if they got the description or anything because we're going to dump it. They can't tie it to us. No way. And we're trying to keep our prints out and all this other stuff out of the car, you know. And so we go in to this place to rob it. Once we get in and they realize that we got in because there's a place that we knew how to get in that they didn't know we knew, and we got in. First of all, there was more security there than what we had thought, and then it was Goat's job to take care of security and take the phones out so that they could not call the authorities because he was out away from the city some, a lot of gambling and stuff. But anyway, when we was in this place and started committing the robbery, I could, man, we had this big duffel bags so where they could put this money in because we didn't want to, I, I walked up to the lady at the cage and, and I put this gun up and I said, said this is a robbery, I said put all the money in this bag. And she kind of snickered, you know, laughed. And the next thing I know when I come to my senses, because I was high on drugs and alcohol, I had a, a 38 pistol with cock, with wad cutter bullets, that flipped when they come out of the barrel, that bust human skulls all to pieces. I had that right up to her head, and I was fixing to pull the trigger, and I snapped. And I thought, I know better. I'm fixing to kill this lady. I was going to kill her. How far have you gone? How could you get to this place? I knew better. Ain't Rosie taught me better. Mama taught me better. Granny taught me better. Daddy taught me better. And here I am so selfish and so mean not caring about human life or anybody else just so I get my needs met i wanted to kill somebody else we got a society today and a world today that's like that and I'm not belittling anybody I'm just telling you the truth well that lady said later in the court when I cocked that gun it scared her and she knew that I would kill her and she started putting the money in there well goat has it's, it's got security, they all down on the floor, you know, they, they're laying on the floor, and I, and, and I heard something groaning and grunting behind me, kind of, and I whirled to look, you know, and guess who it was? It was goat. He was supposed to take out all the phones, but you know them metal pay phones? Well, you might not know them, but they used to be metal pay phones that hung on the wall. They had a metal wire. That's for these days of these phones you can hide in your hands, I'm telling you. Hung on the wall. He was trying to jerk one of those things down off the wall, and that's the only one that had left operational. And, he, you know, he, I said, Goat, I said, Can't you get that thing off? He said, You come do it. So I done got the money, you know, and, and told the lady to lay down on the floor. We didn't shoot nobody. Thank God, you know, all this is wrong. The only reason I share my past is to help somebody else in their present or future. She was laying down. You know, on the floor, and I ran over there where Goat was. And uh, we tried to pull that phone loose, but we couldn't. There was a metal wire going up to it, you know, from the thing you talk on. We looked like Laurel and Hardy. If you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. Laurel and Hardy, you know, doing this robbery, we left it dangling operational, you know. And when we ran out the door, got in this getaway car, tore off down the road, I'm driving. And goats. is throwing up these $100 bills. In that day, they had $500 bills. In that day, they had $1,000 bills. I don't know if you remember those days or not, but they had those kind of money. And he was throwing it up. And he said, we got it made. Oh, we got it made. The devil always makes you think you got it made. We're driving, and this is a standard shift car. Thank you for joining us for the Word and Spirit Podcast with Reverend Randall Greer. Join us next time when Reverend Greer brings us the Word of God. And remember, God is with us.